Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink from yesterday and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tracy. I'm Tori. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you of believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time. Turn up the volume and let's go. Hey, Housewives. Welcome back. We were so excited yeah. to introduce our guest, yeah. Chris. It's Tracy and Tori. We should just crack that with their puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think we ah, can pass that over. I know. We have them. to take that intro. I, I like that intro. <laughs> Please. Guess what Chris's nickname is going to be at his new job. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can i give you permission to use this intro for every show for the rest of history oh good well yeah, let's that just started that for today's episode <laughs> let's just start we'll, there. Take, we'll take a poll like, if you guys want that <laughs> we'll just welcome so, to 2024 yes yeah, so as you can tell we have two people in studio with us our husbands andrew and chris who are maybe a beverage or two in, which is... Welcome to the club, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of fun. I, so, think, I think this is about the only way we could get them back on. It's probably, been a little over a year. It, it's been more than a year, isn't it? Because it's... That's been, what little over a year means. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. I'm already regretting this decision. <laughs> it's so much fancier in this room than the last time we did yeah. a podcast. That's true. We've gone from the master closet... <laughs> Yes. To the downstairs bedroom with a card table. Yes. And to taking over our dining room. Yeah. You forgot the office. No, the office in between. Yep. Yeah, yep. Did do the office for a while there. So we're on our fourth location. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh, Tori and Andrew's home. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for letting us take over here. I'd say my pleasure, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's just start off with. Yeah. We're in much different positions than we are. We're when we did this two years ago yeah so so if you want to know anything about our husbands go back to the messes and blesses of marriage or don't we don't really it's fine did we do more messes at that time um no chris you, chris you were very you were very actually nice you were very nice to to okay. tracy yeah she really were it was so we got more messes very, now then it was just a good day then what's up what is yeah you started drinking early in the morning huh <laughs> we didn't drink that day yeah <laughs> oh well that didn't that, help that was that was a very drinking doesn't good. help my relationship either. Mm-mm. It just gets worse. As you have a glass in front of you, you're like, you taking a sip now. Yes, I am actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Happy New Year, friends. Happy New Year. We're here. We're still married. Amazing. <laughs> to the same people. <laughs> to the same people. <laughs> yes. It'll be 16 years in May. Woo woo. Whoa. Yeah, that's how we celebrated our 15th year anniversary. He had back surgery. <laughs> you know why? Because I was so tired from carrying the family for the first 15 years. Uh, how many times have you said that? Nah, not enough. Right? Tracy, how long have you been married? 18 years. 
And a dozen roses. Oh, that's 18 wheels and a dozen roses. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's longer I than can't that. remember the last time I saw a dozen roses. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be 19 years in September. Will be 18 years or is no, 18 it's years. 18, it was 18 years in September. We're traveling okay. to 19 right now. Yeah, traveling into the journey to 19. to 19. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll okay. make it there. We'll get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we planning anything special for 20? Is that a piece of wood year? <laughs> uh, there's so much to say to that. <laughs> I think with four kids, you already figured that out. <laughs> I really don't know what the special. I'm going to Google it right now. So because there's the old fashioned one and then there's the new version of the anniversary. The contemporary version of wedding presents. And then Ooh, I get like an the... iPad or like. <laughs> Look at that. My wife just corrected what I said. No. Um... <laughs> adding two. Adding two. Okay. I promise. Promise, listeners and housewives, thank you for coming back in 2024. We're gonna, we are going to get somewhere with this. We are. And if we don't, just hit stop and send to someone that you don't like. Or fast forward. <laughs> fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. Fast forward. The Listen. music's amazing. So if you fast forward to like the beginning... Or the end, I mean. Yeah, that's copyrighted Bluey. That's what I keep going back to. Are you in a which song? Is it like called Madden? Is that the game? Madden or yes? What's I got girls. I don't get to play games like that. Yeah, that's true. Yes, girl dad. We don't do video games. Our girls have never been. I think people were. By the way, twentieth anniversary traditional gift is China. I believe they're thinking of the plates, not the country. Good. Uh, Modern China, if you want. (laughs) Modern gift is platinum. I'll go with you. Platinum is the modern gift. Oh. Oh. Well, your ring. I actually made that mistake during the process of getting that. That I thought platinum's the fancier metal, and it. Yeah, I was was wondering where that go was going with (laughs) the ring. I accidentally got you a ring. We still got a year and a half to make a decision. Okay, that's fair. All right. All right. Well, again, some maybe some platinum china. So we Tracy, China. We still don't even have our first version of china. We didn't do well, china. Maybe we buy their china cabinet. Hey, great idea. Yeah, four people with ADHD. This is going well. This is great. Our china cabinet we have because I specifically got twelve settings of china for our wedding for my grandmother. How many times have you used it? And it's for sale, and it's going to be dropping the the note in them. Place in there have kids' drawings on them that does not look like china. Those those are those are those are my drawings. (laughs) (laughs) I let them draw on plates every once in a while. It's just kind of a. Ever since we work from home, so it's really it's, we've gone downhill. Okay, <laughs> it's that on the side we do one of those paint pottery places, you know. We so, go there, yeah. yeah every yeah. once in a while, I did the one that says "King of the Grill." Yes, with his little handprints. Yep. So it's all right. Before these old fashions happened, I think we did have an agenda at some point. We talked about this being a Valentine's Day episode, but mm-hmm. this is so much better with you guys doing the intro and mocking us greatly. I like oh, the, no, it's a, we can turn it into a roast. Oh. <laughs> I guess we're not going to, based I, upon the looks I just got. Yeah, <laughs> that look was from Tracy, not from me. I won't bring it. Let's go. I don't know if I'm prepared. I might be too sensitive. I don't even know of any roast. I can't think of any roast. Hmm. I love her so much. Aww. Why did I you just can't... make a face? Sorry, Andrew. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks. Well, we don't want any more kids, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, that discussion happened. What is going on with the deal with celebrities trying to pitch the idea of it's not more than just okay, but recommending that married couples sleep in different rooms? 
Have you heard about this? Ooh, I haven't no. heard that. Oh, yeah. All over the place now. There's Hollywood folks that are saying it's by far better for your marriage to sleep in different rooms. So we're going even beyond like... Uh, you suck. Well, that, that, that's true. <laughs> But Sorry. before that, but remember, you remember in the eight and the what, like fifties and sixties, they would never show a couple in bed. They had two twin beds sitting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, we're going even before that. We just have your own room. What do they say the benefits are? Better sleep because because one tosses and turns, Wait, one snores, snoring. Would that be true? Would you get better sleep if I you didn't get sleep? better sleep? I would because he I know snores. you. I know Andrew would get better sleep because he's a light sleeper and I snore and talk. Do we her. both get king She size does bed. snore. Oh my gosh! When we went to St. Louis, I wanted to suffocate her. If she had my permission, we had we had insurance on her at the time. When we traveled, where did we go for a leaders retreat? I brought you ear earplugs. St. Louis. No. Tennessee. Orlando. Orlando. I brought so close. Right down the street from Tennessee. Second time of staying in the same room, room together. together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She didn't kill and me. She and she snores worse than me. And that was multiple days. She pointed at her. I was ass. drunk. I was drunk. <laughs> the St. Louis. And I have a picture. Bringing hope, light, and humor to motherhood. <laughs> and marriage. And Lee. And this is I'm happy. Right you here. know what? I'm happy. I'm an imperfect person and I'm okay with it. And I'm okay to share. And yes. And both of us have mugs that say every good mom says the F word. I think that's it. That word was that word was funny, right? Funny, yes. Okay. Every good mom says uh, the oh, word. Funny. In our house, it's fart. So I have a friend and she would say that she goes, yeah, she goes, I've never farted in front of my husband. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And so Andrew to this day, how do you phrase it? And he goes, oh, I've never farted in front of her either. Right. It, yeah. She didn't know you came home and you're like, I, I think I farted on the couch probably the and so 300th time or something. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? That is so disgusting. You know, ex's husband has never farted in front of her. And I said, I've never farted in front of her either. <laughs> so, yes. But I don't get credit for it. No, Still have farted in front of Tracy. Yeah. You've tooted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from a Our listeners She's totally big, know Tori. I'm not. not. I'm not a gender. And she rules the roost because <laughs> Tracy doesn't show up with an agenda, but yeah. she needs them. If Tracy showed up with an agenda, I'd follow along. But So we're celebrating our, what, second year of this, right? We yeah. are. Yes, we are. So can we ask you some questions? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do the whole highlight, low light. Of 16 years and almost 19 years of marriage. 19 years of lo- uh, highlight? No? Almost 16 years of highlight. Yeah. Oh. That's when you say we've been happily married for four years. For four of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You say 16, married 16 years happily for four. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's not a very good ratio. No. For us, though, it's more like seven. We're rounding up. I say seven. I sense. Kansas has been happily married. The the, the first 11 yeah, or first nine? To a lot of people. The first nine was just... Really? Were those our best years? I think in the beginning. Really? You didn't... Oh. Let's change the subject. <laughs> it's a good question. I think we're going to go back to that sleeping in separate think, bedrooms tonight. But don't, you think, but don't you think that marriage will always be better as you're older? Wiser. You run out of options. You'll say the very beginning of it was better than the end. Yeah. If your marriage is going well, I feel like you would be saying that your marriage is better now. I would argue that I'm more in love with Tracy now than I was when we first got married. Right? 
I feel like as you are with somebody longer, you should enjoy the time that you spend together longer. Mm -hmm. I agree agree with that. Yeah. I I think if you are overcoming things together. And that's the other side. You're going to go through some battles together that are going to make you feel like those years right after that battle are amazing. Mm -hmm. I I would say as a team, 2023 has been really hard on us. I think this was the first year that we got to fight together on just a hard year together versus fighting each other. Because I'll go back to say this all day long is that either marriage comes naturally to you or parenting comes naturally to Hmm. you as a team. Can't do both? I don't think so. We talked about that. Yeah, you're better at one than the other. We said parents and you said said each other. You guys are better as a couple. Like being a couple together is more natural to you. No question we're better at being married than we are at being parents. Yes. And for my us, opinion. And my yeah, same. And for us, our we're better parents That's so together than we marriage. And I now I'm feeling like we had this conversation when we sat on the bed at the last podcast. Mm-hmm. It did. Did yes, I just have did. deja vu or we actually have no, that? No, we have right. actually did. And you know what we, you know what? Yeah. And you know what we didn't have then? Old fashions. That's true. We yeah, we didn't true. let you drink on the last one. So why would you say that we've done better together as a couple? This year, I'm not disagreeing. So put the knife down. <laughs> You're good at this, Andrew. <laughs> I think Tracy's going to replace me. <laughs> but you know what? I like his structure. But you have to understand that for her Christmas present, she got a nine millimeter concealed gun. Yikes! Right. So now, shut you. That exactly. <laughs> yes, dear. Uh-huh. Why would you say that this year? What was specifically about this year? Coming into this year of 2023 we had just had the flood in our bathroom we went into 2023 like knowing that our entire master bath was completely torn up so was our garage you were experiencing back pain to extreme levels at that point and you and i were on the same page and there was a lot of compromise a lot on things and there were things that you enjoy doing taking our girls to their activities and you couldn't do that anymore to a certain extent because of your back pain and so i did a lot of that and then also with the acquiring of the business there was a lot of stuff that you wanted to do but couldn't do and i stepped in for that and it ended up working out and i just want to say that god just kind of said okay i'm blessing all of this because you guys have been in an incredible team that's why I would argue to say that 2023 has been our best year married. Yeah, I would say what I've noticed in 2023 is really your ability to step out and want to take control and be a part of things. Things that I don't find comfortable or really enjoy. And I even remember saying multiple times this year, what happened to the pushover, Tori? She did. She was kind of fun. Right? <laughs> I, I don't know her. She, oh, really? You've never experienced her? Oh, for several years of our marriage in the from beginning, it was it was so easy. No, Tori's always like, I, I'm, yes, ma'am. I mean, yes, Tori. Yeah, I, yeah, I can kind of uh, push this one. Uh, <laughs> but no, your, your take charge attitude has been a blessing. She's kind of a get shit done kind of girl. Yeah, and a curse. Very little on the curse part. To Chris's point, as you grow older with someone, there are different sides of them that come out. You know, you do things together. You evolve as a couple. You evolve as an individual as you deal with with situations. Not necessarily situations as a couple, but even situations that maybe your spouse is going through. You just, you adapt and you grow. And I think that's a good point by Chris, that this was a year of growth for us. 
mm-hmm. uh, really over the last, you know, 18, 24 months. For us, it's been a year of, hey, I've had to give things up. I don't know if you know this about me. What? I'm going to share a secret. Oh. I'm a control Tracy, freak. love vulnerability. <clears throat> I know. to be vulnerable. I'm a control freak. Tracy, oh. he's a control freak. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. No, you don't. So <laughs> I park as close as I can at the airport to you where you can walk out, even though it's more expensive, because I don't want to put anybody else in control of having to take me on a bus to get to my car. I don't want to walk right across the walkway, hop in my car for the extra $9 a day and be in control. Okay. So as an example, but it was a vulnerable year, right? And I agree with that, that it's been challenging. Uh-huh. I agree with that, that this has been one of the best years we've had. You know what I think you had to do this year? Surrender. You had to surrender a lot of that control. Yeah, that's true. I went through that after I had our fourth. Once I finally couldn't do anything. And I was in pain. But that was one of those moments I just had to surrender and let people help. And that is what you just talked about. You're like, you just have to let it all go when you are injured or down and out. And you were. Yeah, that's true. Because he's very much an individual that doesn't ask for help. I got it or no, I don't need it. Like he'll justify to a point of not needing something just so he doesn't have to ask for help. That was something that you've done extremely well with this year, I would say. To Tracy's point, I had no choice. That too. Right? Yeah. So that helps. Well, I mean, you were grumpy for the first quarter. <laughs> I mean, it was not. When you're in pain, there's a whole different world. So pain has brought us closer together. Yes, yes, it has. Not the first 15 years, but the last. <laughs> Sorry. No pain, no gain. That's right. Like, That's no right. No pain, no gain. That's All true. right. So. Mm-hmm. But as far as the Steins go, you guys have had a year as mm-hmm. well that we now, have one every year. Well, we have a year every year. There's mm-hmm. always something, and you can't help but have that happen with six family members mm-hmm. and yes. two dogs. That yeah, it's funny now that I think about it. That was just last year that we had all the dog issues. No, that was this year, wasn't it? Well, yeah, 2023. 2023 we was started, our... Okay, yeah, was the year of the dog. Which was the absolute, I would argue, out of our whole married life, our most financially... Yeah, this year was our most financially... Nightmarish yeah. year mm-hmm. would also say that I feel like we're coming out of 23 stronger than ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's been interesting, to say the least, from the pool financial issue that's just an issue you didn't want to use that word even you could use a different word it's fine no i don't think we've really talked about it on this show no maybe one day you guys will have a pool sponsor so we should (laughs) say it's not going to be the people that made your pool i do (laughs) want to just fill it with cement and be done but the pool issue to the dog issue because of the pool issue to the job issue to the job issue the job issue the whole time was the problem yeah And I think the biggest thing that we grew in this year, and most people will know now because this won't be released for a couple of weeks, but Chris left his job of 20 years. And the only thing that we knew together, well, not true. We almost together, almost together. You started at Bank One, JP Morgan, all of that, all before. Gosh, um, Bank One. Yeah, I remember. 20 years ago. Yeah, we were even engaged when he started with them. So he was with them for 20 years. We got engaged at Bank One. Yep. And we just had 60 full days together. With Chris home. And with it was no lovely. Job. And 
and survived. He's alive. Yeah, yeah. And I'm alive. And yeah, we got survived. a lot of projects done, though. See, we did. We got a lot done. You um, all have no idea how much scheduling had to shift because of the 60 days that Tracy and Chris had because she was like, I am going to maximize every moment of the 60 <laughs> days to get stuff done. My honey to do list was she, long. She had a list, y'all. And she. We fit w- some Tracy and Chris time in there in a little bit of. We don't need to hear about that. Most of it, <laughs> most of it was honey yes, do. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't like okay. I, I was shift. picturing like sixty days. Like I had some expectations. I did on too. It. I was just about to say that. You were say it then, yeah. please. I had to adjust my expectations at about thirty days because I was like, shit, this is not going the way I wanted it to. I mean, I thought it was going to be like two weeks of projects, and then let's just have fun and go on day dates and all this fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. 60 it. days is over. I don't think we did like two we day dates. Yeah, the only we went to the shooting range and learned how to shoot guns together. That was fun. But that was not all we did together. Like, seriously. Yeah. And now you can practice in the backyard on each other. Yes. <laughs> <In our> backyard. <laughs> Close proximities of other houses now. If Now, if we owned a compound, let's get oh, on We're this. working on this housewives. <laughs> we're going to have, have a housewife com- compound. But all the husbands run around. It's like going to shield. Okay, so with your expectations of, because you thought you could knock out the honeydew list things in two yeah, weeks, and yeah. then it would just, but just life happened, and then he'd have an, something to do, and I'd have an appointment, a kid would be homesick. Like, it just, nothing ever That's works true. as you, you have expect, some, right. you know, so. I have a much bigger appreciation for what she has to do in the very little amount of time that she has. When kids are at school. It's amazing. We would wake up. We would take kids. We would do that. We were splitting all that job. And together we would drive. When we got back, call it nine o'clock. It depends. Sometimes we'd go work out. But yeah. but in reality, by the time 2.30, 2.45 rolled around when we had to go pick the kids up, it felt like we didn't get what we thought we were going to get done. So yeah. it's not a lot of time. So mm-hmm. the appreciation of what all she has to try to get done in that amount of time definitely came through that. Yeah. yeah. Now she's got to do it all by herself. Yes. Because I was going to say, you, those were times that you did help previous. I mean, you would help oh, out. Yeah. Pick For the up last kids. seven years since we moved here, he's been, I was going to uh, say, a, a crucial part of like pick up and drop off and right. like, you've been being able, there for the kids. Right. But you're like, oh, these are all the things I'm going to get done for the house, for the home, family manage. And I have to drop off at eight or eight o'clock, eight thirty, whatever, and then still pick up at three. And then you're like, holy crap, this is only, you know, all the hours are not. I would say that that was more of the like depressing realization through the process was when we were getting like two days, three days, four days before I was going back to work was that I wasn't going to get to do that anymore. Yeah. So that was probably the hardest part was getting to the point of. I don't get to drive the kids to school anymore. I don't get to pick the kids up from school anymore. Like going back to work, which I've told a lot of people in this process. I really believe that COVID was an opportunity to realize what you want to do with your life and what became more important. Amen. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think that if you took it for that, where the corporate world, the business world, the idea of I want to be the CEO of my company no longer was what is important and that I enjoyed being around my family and helping. And like, I really enjoyed simple things as driving. We would fight every day 
of who got to drive the kids to school. That's day. funny. We never did because I always did. Tori was like, yeah, go ahead and take them. But uh, to your point, I loved, I loved it. You enjoy doing it. And yeah. we don't even have to talk. I don't even have to talk to the kids. It's just this idea of I'm in the car with them Being for present. 15 more minutes. Yeah. And now it's, it's sad that that part of it is gone. I'm still going to get the opportunity to drive them and do some of it. But yeah, I mean, that was a daily occurrence. And yeah. We won't be fighting about that anymore. That won't be something that we're going to have to decide who has to do it. And it's, it happened so fast. I mean, this last year we did it together. Like we literally went last April and this was before he had his time off, but working from home and on and off, you know, schedule wise, it worked. And we literally went one day, you know, you drop your kid off to school and then the next day he turns 15 and he is able to go take himself in Kansas, by the way. And he can drive to school by himself. And all of a sudden, you're just done. You're just one kid. Yeah. And he's just like, Mark. gone. He's which. And, you and now he turns late. 16 in April. And you miss. And those that's going to be the other two we're gone with. Which yes, he can drive them. Right. Which is going to help her immensely. Yeah. And it's going she's almost, you know, like, can't wait until April till she has that extra set of wheels. We need to find her like another podcast or something. She's going to be so bored. No. Yeah. But on the know. flip side, <laughs> on the flip side, it's the growing up period where you're like, qu- quite honestly, probably more so as a dad, because COVID, to your point, taught a lot of a lot of men. It should have taught men a lot of lessons. Should have, right? Yeah. And but let's talk about how many it is divorces the, have happened since then. Well, right. And um, yeah, that's a different. We'll we'll move on to that next <laughs> in the in the in the positive section. <clears throat> um, my point was again, I love dropping my girls off to school in the morning and even picking them up, mm-hmm. and I look forward to it at two o'clock to go pick them up at three o'clock. They get in the car at 3.15. By 3.17, I'm like, why the hell was I looking forward to them being in the car with me? Right? Because you ask them one question, how was school? Good. And before you leave the parking lot, they're arguing about something, right? Mm-hmm. But still, I'll have those memories. I never had that beforehand. Yeah. So, the ability to be able to do things like that. I, again, I, I go back. I think we even talked about it last time we were on the show, but our youngest daughter, Probably two and a half, three years ago, said, Oldest daughter. Daddy. No, it was, it was Jules. Oh. Said, I'm so happy COVID happened. Mm-hmm. It was. You know, and I'm like, how does it not break your heart as a dad to go, what kind of a piece of crap was I? Right. To where I was more concerned about being the first guy in the office and the last guy to leave than I was. But yep. you were, that's the thing you weren't. Priorities were different and, and just the goals that you guys had and, and, I mean, here's the thing. Doesn't make him a piece of shit dad that he's going back to work, you know? Like he- Well, don't ask me because I'll answer truthfully. I, I also go into this with a completely different mindset than totally. I did when I originally started. Had I started going in with, I still had this driving, I'm going to be the CEO of the company. I'm going to run this thing one day. I need to be a millionaire. That mindset isn't part of me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a big reason we moved here. And it's just been a progression. And I think that Figuring out where to prioritize things, especially that we have a 15-year-old that's going to be 18 before we know it and mm-hmm. is going away to college. Yeah. These things just start to become, I'm working to get to the point where like, I retire and I spend time with my kids for the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to work past whatever that age ultimately is that yeah. I'm able to mm-hmm. send Braylon off to college and hopefully Tracy and I get to travel and have an apartment and not have to have any obligations that we can figure out how to do this thing in a really small budget and enjoy each other for the next. Cause I'll tell you the opportunity that we get to spend time together is needed away from the kids. That's what I'm looking forward to. It is a sad moment that my kids are all going to be away. 
and not going to be in the house anymore. But significantly greater is the opportunity to grow closer with my wife and be the opportunity to like enjoy each other's company and start having a best friend again that every two minutes my daughter or my son isn't walking up and asking a question about <laughs> what are we eating Dude. dinner? Can you take me to Urban Air? Can you do this? Can you do that? Yes. You drive me 15 miles to my friend's house. Like it's just, I'm looking forward to that. They always tell you like, you're going to miss this. Mm-hmm. You know, don't mm-hmm. blink. You're going to miss this. Thank you. There you, go. <laughs> you know, you're, these are the moments that mm-hmm. you're going. Or Cinderella by, by Stephen mm-hmm. Curtis Chapman. Oh, he'll, Yes. You got that one too, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But I... Competition is... By the way, by the way, can just not to interrupt, but I'm going to anyway. We have never been invited twice to a family game night. Okay. Because... Friend game night. Or a friend game night, or any game night. Any game night. Because right. one of us, who's short, can't handle being flexible with rules. I know this. Have y'all had game night together? No. Don't you remember? We... No, well, yes, we played cards the one time. Was this euchre? I don't, I don't know what we, we taught him. but we also. I also. What we, about the karaoke night? Car- what about karaoke night at Megan's? Yeah, but didn't we play a game that night too? We played a competition. We did, and I won. I think because she made up a bunch of BS songs about I'm gonna yeah. you're gonna play. Oh, we did it was Christmas and you were something right. It was Megan's birthday. It was Megan's birthday, and it was it was the first few. Sounds and you were doing. See, all of us are like ten years older than yeah, you, you and you were doing yeah, songs. Yeah, she was doing yeah, songs from Vacation Bible School, yeah. <laughs> right? We're all in high school, and she's talking about like <sighs> Zach and I got Tech Nine uh, Red Kingdom to win. That's what I do remember because like, wow, he, the fact that you remember that is and she remembered she won. Oh, so yeah, just okay. Twenty twenty four. What are you excited about? Emsley's going to be taller than me. Well, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Or, and, or not even 11-year-olds can be taller than you by that time. Yes. I called it. Fifth grade. She's going to be taller than me. So I call that in 2024. I think this next year for us is going to be a get ready, like buckle down because our oldest is going to be 16. Our next one is going to get her permit. Like it's just going to be the... Is it permit scary. or permit? Inflection on the oh no no the yeah. wrong is it, bath is it on, on the wrong, wrong syllable. syllable. She's either getting her permit or permit. <laughs> permit. Caramel or caramel. C a r m e l. It doesn't have a c a r a m e l. Say it. Caramel. Thank you. You're welcome. It's not caramel. See, but every time you call me out, I don't know which way I go. Talking about the sugar, right? <laughs> well, sorry, we're talking about the caramel. Caramel. <laughs> Syrup or syrup. Oh, syrup. Thank you. Syrup. Syrup. Brown hair or black hair? Gray. (laughs) Gray. Yeah. Yeah. At least she got here. Congratulations. The amount of gel that you use, though, that makes it look black. in it right now. This is all natural. But when when you go to work, the, the gel will make it look darker. I'm looking forward to my new job. Just how we operate as a family, how we get through the... Uh, Hold on, 2023, you want to get rid of the kids. 2024. And 2024. But, no, it's like 2035 20, is when I'd like the kids to be. Will Gone. they be out of the house? Ooh. Yeah. 10 years from now? 11 years from now? 10. Braylon's nine. Yeah. So yeah. 2033. 20, I was going to say, yeah. 2033. You guys, you guys think that seems far away. We're driving downtown last night. 
for no, dinner. No, 32 and, and 33. I know. And the billboard for uh, World Cup coming to Kansas City in 2026. 2026. And I was like, I just sat there and I was like, oh my gosh, Parker's already graduated. He would have graduated in May. By the time that the World Cup is here and everybody's already talking about it, my son will have graduated high school. Like it's just like that. Mm-hmm. It's insane. God, I can't wait. Not for Parker to graduate. <laughs> The See, that's that's the biggest what? difference. Oh, you like you can't even spell soccer. Soccer or soccer. Okay. <laughs> so football. football. See, that's the that's a big difference though. As a as a I guess maybe a girl dad. Sorry, DJ. I don't want I mean sometimes I want the girls to move out. Uh, but usually I don't. And you're like, I come on, hurry up and grow up. And I'm like, slow down. She doesn't like kids. Yeah. You should, you should like your own kids. <laughs> she I like, loves them. I love, but she doesn't like them. I love my children. I She's a great mom. To the she dogs. <laughs> Look, that's I can't like, tell you how many times I come up to go to bed and there are one or two dogs sleeping in my spot. And they when they wear not moves. Yeah. You ain't got no room. That's curtain. Why. You're going to a different bed, aren't you? Sleeping. That, different- that's why I mentioned that earlier in the episode. You like how I sneak that in? Uh huh. Guess who's getting a water bed in the? Just <laughs> ever a water bed today? Yeah, she did. What? She go- That's weird. They she don't was- know what that is. Do you know a water bed? I'm like, oh my gosh! I grew up with one of my friends' parents having a water bed. I remember. Wait, why do you know about you? Why do you? Yeah. <laughs> Just know that because any chance that we got to play on it, we were always playing. Oh, <laughs> what kind of friends' parents did she? Have? <laughs> I'm just going to say, you know who you are. How did you can join me on the waterbed? Braylon got the idea of a waterbed. We have no idea. We, we, we asked her. Well, we were searching. No for one mattresses. has those anymore. We were searching for a mattress today for our son because he got a new bed for Christmas and we still need the mattress part. And so that's how we were on the topic of yeah, beds. Of beds. And she's like, can I have a waterbed? And we were like, how do you even know about them? That's so 1980s, 90s. Yeah, that's very much so. We had kids ask us about the Ouija board today. Mm. That one I was and Andrew nope. and I answered this differently because they're like, do you believe in the Ouija board? And I was like, no, I need to know the context. Someone's moving it. I was like, I got to I know the context that so you know, the things of how, you know, the Ouija board. And they're like, well, are you moving it or is something else moving it? And I said, well, I think it's both because I do think that there are definitely demons and spirits on this side of the world. And I'm like, yeah, I think you absolutely can conjure something. And ask something to enter your house. And he said, no, it's the friend moving it. Or what did you? I no, I said the Ouija board is a tool. It, it, but it's people's desires to have something enter into the situation. It, whether it's a Ouija board or a ping pong ball, it doesn't matter. When you have that sort of possessive desire to have something enter the room, you'd invite the devil. You invite... You know, demons. Satan's demons yeah. into your house by asking them to come. They will come, yeah. whether it be in whatever it is. And people believe that the Ouija board will help them enter into that next level of hell. It's not the board. It could be praying through anything or desiring through anything to have those kind of spirits come through you, to you. Well, and I thought that was interesting because I because it was right. Ah. <laughs> On that note, though, so just locally, we have the first what, Satan's Club. Have oh, you seen that at Olathe? Yeah, we going to go there. Olathe Peace Northwest. Um, You're not going to go to the Satan's Club or we're not going down that topic? Or- <laughs> Y'all, that is a whole nother cray cray of rocks. 
Important. Well, that brings in, like we're talking about today, the importance of the of parents. Right. Right. That and to teach the right and wrong and showing a good example and admitting when you, when you mess up as a couple, right? Yeah. I think our kids are getting of the age now that we have to admit that when they see something that we fail as a couple, when they see it, we have to address it and talk to them about how mom or dad failed. Because if not, then they expect that as normality. How well do we do that in our house? I feel like we do a good job of that. Ooh, I don't. You don't think? All you? right. <laughs> I welcome the family feud. <laughs> What, what do you? I'm Steve Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we do incorrectly in that? I don't think it's incorrectly. I don't think we do it enough. We do not encourage failure because you learn from failure. You learn from your mistakes. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah, we we. I don't like failure. Yeah, so we don't talk about it. We you know sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. So by sweeping it under the rug, does that mean you suppress it? Mm-hmm. And suppress something else, suppress something else, suppress something else until then something boils over and you're like, eh, why are we so mad at each other about nothing? I never do that, Andrew. No. I never suppress. Ever. Never. No, nobody really ever does. Yeah. Never as an Enneagram too. Do we just <laughs> them Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Are we talking about failures in life or failures in our relationship that we don't talk about with kids? Both, because you have to talk about failures in life oh. to encourage your kids to yeah. that it's okay to make mistakes and grow from them. The hardest thing for me to is apologize to our kids. Mm. I apologize all the time. I'm good at that. I apologize so let, to my let, kids let me listen. Let me listen to one of your apologies. Huh, me? Yeah. yeah. Can you give me an example of an apology. Oh, let's just talk about my teenage daughter. <laughs> uh, it's so fun. I lose my shit. I've said it already a few times, so I'm yeah, just going to yeah, say I, that. I was going to say AKA temper. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. When. Some middle school drama is brought to me through my daughter. I very easily become a middle school girl real quick. It's not even like a mama bear situation. It's just the whole like, how do you think she feels? How are you putting yourself in this situation? Like, how could you have corrected this? Blah, 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 blah. And then I have to just let it. And then I go into her room at night and I sit down and I say, okay, so remember when you brought this to me and you told me about this situation at school? I just want to say that I'm sorry for coming at you with all the ways I would fix it. Let me just, I just want to know how you actually feel and how I can help you through it because I'm not there. These aren't my friends. This is your situation. It's not mine. Yada, yada, yada. All the time. I apologize all the time to my daughter because I literally want to fix everything the minute she brings it to me. Why is that? Why do you want to fix it? Because I don't want my girl to hurt. I don't want any of my kids to hurt. So I want to fix it all the time. We come both by that naturally. This dad over here is a Mr. Fixer too. Yeah. Yeah. We We don't sit in discomfort with our kids enough, which is our, we talk about failure. We do not just sit in the discomfort, in the struggle, the struggle. I'm definitely a fixer. I don't let things, I I watch uh, or listen to, not podcasts. We know we don't listen. Uh, <laughs> He's up to podcast. 10. <laughs> but listen to, I listen like, to different videos and it talking about the idea of AKA like, he scrolls TikTok all the TikTok. time. <laughs> but TikTok videos, is true. But you, you know, some of my, some of my like feeds that come through, but the talking about the idea of letting your kids fail, letting them discover for themselves what they did right, what they did wrong and not having to go to save them every time. And I just don't understand that. Like, that's not our job as parents. That's a really hard challenge for me because it is our job for 18 years. I have to make sure my kid understands what is right and wrong and what they should and should not be doing. And 
You know what's funny? So this morning I was folding laundry and I always just pop in AirPods and listen to a book. Like usually that's audible. And I was listening to a book. Huh. You actually do things around the house while with AirPods in and you're doing other things with your family around. That's amazing. And not Clearly. completely disrespectful. Shots fired. Round two of family. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the matter with this one? And then we're going to go back to my book. He, he, he does not. I always have my AirPods in and I'm always listening to something. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the fighting and the noise. He will turn. That's me, called family. And he will turn and say something. And I will be like, huh? And he goes, of course, you've got something in your ear. And I was like, you're watching something that I don't care about. I'm mm-hmm. doing the dishes over here. Excuse me for listening to something while y- that's going that's on. That's what you're listening there. to. Yeah. 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 No, it's listening to the book. And again, I'm going to pull it up because we were referred to this book by my favorite, Jill Savage and Mark oh. Savage. The How Do We Love? Mark and Jill had the authors of this book on their podcast, which is amazing. And I'm listening to the book, but it's called How We Love. And this morning I was listening to it while I was folding laundry. And one of the things that it was talking about is just how immediately the trigger is for me when my example with my daughter is how it was raised, something I dealt with, how it was handled, you know, and he talking about not being able to fix it. This is just how we were raised, like not being able to sit in discomfort. Back in the day, y'all, we didn't process feelings. It was rub some dirt on it and move on. Like you weren't. And for men, you weren't allowed to have emotions. You were weak if you were, you know. So we are a different generation of parents coming from different parents. You know, we are trying to parent differently where we can speak about emotions and let them sit in the discomfort and then teach them how to grow from it. So the vulnerability, the fear of failure, all of that is something that we are working through. I I think I think like the therapy sessions that we're in help me a lot because the what I believe to be abnormal because of the way I was raised is actually being communicated through therapy that this is the way that we should all be communicating with each other and that we are allowed to have feelings and we are allowed to sit in the uncomfortable, which is the hardest part for me. I just, I can't sit in the uncomfortable. I know how to do what you're doing right now and you're doing it wrong. Let me tell you how to do it right. Yeah. Right. I can't let you figure that out for yourself when I can tell you in 20 seconds how to do it and it's going to take you 20 minutes to figure it out yeah it's a really hard concept for me to be able to do yeah is that because of protection or control <laughs> i don't know that answer i think it's protection oh, but wait. it's probably control uh i see here that tracy has raised her hand <laughs> <laughs> I know that because I know how much he protects them in so many other ways. It's control. Everything is control for him. And it's because he doesn't want them to feel anything he's already felt. He doesn't like feeling. So it's really both then. He's protecting them from being hurt. Controlling the situation to protect them from. I think that is what. Assuming assuming they would have the same reaction that you did because all four kids are wired differently for you. And I say this all the time. Like when he's trying to control the situation, I'm like, stop. He is not the same kid you were because all four of our kids already have have accepted the Holy Spirit into their heart. They are being guided by the Holy Spirit that we did not have at the ages we were at. So we cannot control what they are facing and processing. And that's why the sitting in the uncomfortable is so important because we need to let them figure that out. Whoa. Okay. So hold on. Just 
I have, I've never, yes. Mind blown. Mind blown. I have never even thought of that. Now, I mean, I know as a kid when I accepted the Holy Spirit, but I don't think I've ever looked at parenting in the way that like, I know that my kids have accepted Christ. There is part of the Holy Spirit. And like, Mm -hmm. once they've accepted Christ, that's it. Like, it's game over for Satan, right? Like, well, it's game, it's game, it's game over because we know how it ends. Yeah. But it's also game on. Yeah. Game on. Yes. Yes. But I mean, I don't think I've ever considered things that, like, looking at it from a perspective of, like the friend challenges or the experiences that they have are God given mm-hmm. instead of something other than, well, this is what every yep. soon yeah. to be fourth grade. It's like they at. say, you know, when it comes to the storm, we often pray for God to stop the storm, where we should be praying for God to give us the strength. To survive the storm. The storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, so we always ask for, for, the, for the bad stuff to stop mm-hmm. when we should sit back and say, hey, what can I learn from this? Right. And I think to your point, Chris, I mean, as a, as a dad that, and, and moms feel the same way, but you ultimately want to keep your kids from going through it. I mean, I can think of multiple times where my kids have done something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to suppress, 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 suppress. And then they do something minor and I'm, fly off the handle right Mm -hmm. and then i feel so bad flying off the handle that within 15 minutes i'm like well where do you want to get ice cream (laughs) right (laughs) not that that's the answer of ice cream what the apology yeah it really does yeah i've I've learned to try to to open up to my kids and say listen how daddy acted was wrong yeah right but that's not a healthy thing to teach to your kids to blow up and then immediately i'm gonna go what a gift you're giving your kids and apologizing though because here's the thing when, when you're when you're when you're yelling at your kids or disciplining your kids and they're saying, "Daddy, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Will you please forgive me?" You know, five seconds into it, you're like, "What a schmuck am I?" Yeah, but I I still think it's beautiful to see the the full circle part of it, though. Yeah, if all they ever saw that you showed compassion only, then they'd never feel the when they what compassion that. means, right? Yeah, they don't. I think that's something that I've learned over. I mean, it's probably been within the last five to 10 years of this ability to be vulnerable with my kids. I don't do a great job at it, but when I know I've been in the wrong, that I've blown off the handle, that I've totally taken a situation that is so minute and turn it into this, the world's ending, I think I've taught my kids this idea of forgiveness mm-hmm. through like I think I come across as the most powerful person in their lives. The person they look to is the strongest person they know and and who they look up to and my ability to get down to their level mm-hmm. and apologize and say I made a mistake. I think that takes a lot for any dad to do. I don't think a lot of kids our age when we grew up, minus Tori, um, <laughs> but, but growing up at our there's a ten year difference, guys. That's all. But, That's but nine up at our age, I don't think that we experienced that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't something our parents did, and I can guarantee you, it wasn't something that, that their, their parents, parents did. did. Exactly. So I think that it's something. If I feel like we've really given something valuable to our kids, I think that's really probably one of the more valuable ones. Is the more ag- vulnerable you can show that it's okay for a dad to cry. It's okay for a dad to apologize. It's okay for it. That's the hardest one. 
a dad to admit he's wrong, which happens all the time. We just did it the other day where it's just like, I'm saying Parker did something completely wrong or he's wrong about something. And then he gets on Google and proves that I'm wrong. And I'm like, okay, I'm wrong. But how do I change among, uh, to my child to uh, show them the suppressing piece? I want them to learn to your point, the compassion and the, and the forgiveness and the asking for forgiveness. Um, you know, it's like we have to all have, learn how to say, I'm sorry, because we all go, I'm sorry, but, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm sorry doesn't have a but in it. Does not right? have a but in it. And it's, that's the, that was the hardest thing for me in the beginning was to get rid of the but, Yeah. right? But how do we stop the suppression? We've stopped so many things along the way because of how we were raised or, or just what was accessible at the time. How do we keep them from doing the same mistakes we're doing with suppressing? I think the suppression piece is through prayer. Because here's the thing. We are going to hold on to something that we're thinking and feeling about until we can take it to the Lord ourselves and say, hey, I've got this that I'm dealing with. Is this something that's mine to keep or something to get rid of? And that is probably my greatest struggle is like trying to just control all my thoughts and all my feelings and not giving it to God and not saying like, help me through this. And if we can teach our kids, if you've got a thought, if you've got a feeling, if you've got something that you're going through to bring it to him first, then maybe they won't suppress so much. That's fair. I mean, I feel, I feel like I was just set up. <laughs> no, that's a great answer. You said her. That's a great answer. That was that. You just, she just teeth. I'm right a suppressor. Off. I know it. Mm-hmm. It literally can keep so much from God for a very long time. That's the thing as a suppressor and how, how ignorant and dumb are we? I know, right? Do we even suppress it from our Lord and Savior? Yeah. I know you love me, but I don't need your help right now. Okay. I can handle this. I, you don't know I can handle this. Through. Correct. Yeah. 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 Or it's just the, the idea of that. We don't want to like, I'm not going to bother him with that. Well, and here's the thing. I'm a suppressor. You're a suppressor. So you can probably tell me this. You're suppressing it because you don't want to have a conversation about it with anybody. Correct. Exactly. So when I'm suppressing something, I'm like, hey, Tori, what's up? Or hey, Lana, what's up? Like when I'm truly suppressing, I'm getting it out a little bit, but I'm not taking it to the one I need to take it to to get over. Like we all know that's the first person you're supposed to go to. But ladies, we don't do that. Well, and men for sure. I mean, it's easier for, I mean, I know men's greatest fear is with a women's Bible study. That it, it just no, becomes no. a bitch fest. Yeah. Right? Like, let not me. Not ours. Not ours. <laughs> but the point is, is that, that that is the greatest fear for guys that, you know, yeah. we're all getting together and just going, oh, yeah, yours. Well, how about mine? Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. I think it's harder for guys to like. Process. Go to go to another guy with go to an, yeah, with. and be yeah. like, hey, this is you know, and then whatever. No, it turns into griping, which is why we assume when women get together that it turns into griping because when the dudes get together, it's always like, well, what's going on? Yeah, right. You talk about work for a little bit. How's how's home life? Well, fine. You asked, right? Yeah. I can tell you this is going on and that's going on. I don't. I don't feel appreciated, right? I don't. So wait, so. When y'all get together, you guys start. It's a bitch fest for y'all. We talk about guys talk about work first, right, right, right. But then after that first ten minutes, and then y'all, it's a bitch fest about like, let me. No, I wouldn't say it's I that. He said it's griping, and I called you it. Went, you went straight to bitching. I went straight to bitching, mm-hmm. but I, but that did, didn't that. 
Did that not sound like the same thing that like I we were talking it. about? I, yeah, we that's, just that's, did it. I'm just wondering nicer. how it's called sharing. I, why is it not sharing when I'm talking to Tracy? I, think, I didn't right, say it wasn't. We're thinking, we're thinking the bashing is occurring. Correct. Oh. Okay, so... When, I don't think that because I know the people that she's in her Bible studies with, and she and I have been very vocal together about right. what should and should not be discussed yeah. at Bible studies. It was created because we did not want to bring anybody in who spoke that way. Mm-hmm. Yes, our words was created. But I think that it absolutely, whether it's a men's or a women's, I think no matter what, you're going to always have the issue with men being vulnerable and being willing to admit that there's any weaknesses in any of their armor, right? You're not going to admit that your marriage is not going well or that you screwed something up this week or that you hate your job or, or, or. It's much harder for men to do that than it is for women. I make the assumption that that's the case. It is. Because, okay. Because it is, it's something that we can go, hey, this is what I'm really struggling yeah. with right now. Mm-hmm. And so for men, because I know that women, we can have tens of hundreds of friends, right? We have our like our one or two, mm-hmm. then we have our little bit of our five or six. That's the bigger. And then we have our 10, you know, like we just kind of go out from there, but we know who our inner people are, right? right. Yeah. And so for guys, what is that? Like, do you I think sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I do think that that is one of the biggest issues that has occurred since 2020, that the men groupness has fallen apart. Well, don't you think that's because that they're not in the office anymore? Well, yes and no. I I mean, that the that the just the social network, the like letting loose living life. I mean, there's a lot of groups that we used to hang out with before and now we don't. And and I've had this conversation with other women. It has nothing to do with the fact that anything happened. It just that it happened and they all fell apart. Like the groups just don't talk anymore. The friends don't get along, like don't get together anymore. And that took a lot of the fellowship of men away because it fell the women away. I mean, let's be honest. Women are the ones that kind of bring the men together. It's true. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that happened out of 2020. Yeah, because I would, I mean, a lot of y'all's friends are based on who we're friends with, right? Usually. Uh, usually. Right. It's who, right. And it's usually kid based also. Correct. Absolutely yeah. kid based. Yeah. yeah. So, but what, so what is it for guys that needs? I, I can say, if you want to talk prior to or around 2020, not that women didn't, but guys spent so much effort and time in the office. Mm-hmm. that when we came home, we wanted to spend time with wives and particularly kids. And that was our evenings and weekends. So you didn't want to spend time away. It's like I used to play golf. Uh, you know, to come COVID, I didn't play golf anymore because I wasn't going to spend an eight-hour day on a Saturday mm-hmm. hanging out with my guy friends to play around a golf. When I'm like, dude, that, that just took away an entire day from my kids. We go on vacation. So some beautiful places and there's some incredible golf courses. I don't go play Mm -hmm. because I don't want to spend that time away from my kids because ultimately that is my two, three, four weeks a year untethered from the job and I spend my time with my family. So I think that's a lot of it is that 2020, 21, 22, whatever time frame, my social life was either work people whom I love my work people. And I'm grateful for them, you know, over the last seven years of having those friendships since we've been here. But I, I still, I want to I hang with my kids. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that post-COVID, it became much more internal than it did. I cared more about what was happening in my house than I did what was outside. Isn't it so funny that we're here kicking off 2024 and still talking about yeah. 2020? Yeah. I mean, how many more years are we going to do this? Yeah, but I mean, we're going to be know. doing this for the next 50 years. We're going to be saying, do you mm-hmm. remember 20? I and mean, this is the, this is the great depression. This is, yeah. This is our Yeah. And I think that it had the opportunity. I said this during the whole process of it occurring. This was your opportunity to get closer with God or get further away from God. Mm-hmm. It was God sending us a sign. You need to build a relationship with me. You need to build a relationship with your family. You need to make figure out what's important. I remember making that comment to you and my, many of my friends when they shut off March Madness, when they shut off football, when they shut off everything that was a distraction. Mm-hmm. That should have been a sign to everyone in this world. There is nothing else you should be focusing on right yeah. now. And I think that we potentially missed that boat big on... I think on, it's because people got <clears throat> so lost. Yeah. Because their distractions were their focus. And we're all like the four of us, especially, you know, we're constantly talking about what's our purpose. Like we want to lead these purpose driven lives, especially into 2024. Like that's our focus. And it's like, okay, what is like, how can we just come down to the core and really focus on our purpose? Yeah. But I think part of that too, and I'm going to say this, I think this part of it is the church's fault. Too, because so many churches folded so quickly to what was happening. Absolutely, what was happening. And they took the federal money and the federal spending and they said, You're right. Absolutely. The liquor stores and the um, strip clubs clubs (laughs) are essential Essential, businesses, and the church on Sunday is not. Like and we as Christians just go, well, oh, okay. I don't, I don't want to interrupt. I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to cause any discourse there. I don't want to say anything. I mean, those strippers have feelings too, <laughs> which is great. But I think that the churches really screwed up, and I think that there are still pastors that don't want to say anything. They don't want to admit where they totally screwed up their flock and said. I am so sorry that we made the mistake of closing our doors for X amount of months mm-hmm. because we, by doing that, we made you think that this is not important right. and that they just said, you know, or not mentioning it at all. Like, we're not going to talk about the social, what's going on around in the world. Like, we're not going to talk about the different situations and things like that. We're, we're just going to be a topical church. We're going to go through our part four series. We're going to do, you know, these things, these things, these things. And people just got, we're like, oh, well, okay. Well, my, my church isn't doing anything. So I'm not, I, you know, I'm okay. I'm just going to be fine. Like we forget that Jesus flipped tables. We forget that he offended everyone. We forget that he, did not, I mean, he completely blew the minds of Pharisees and was like, they hated him, mm-hmm. hated him so much that they put him on a cross when we are going, well, I'm just going to go to church on Sunday and, you know, I'm gonna, my kids are going to go Sundays and Wednesday nights and we're good. And we're like, what, how, how ignorant do we have to be that that's all that he's called us to? And you know, and obviously, I think partly that's 
because we got lazy about being in God's word ourselves because yeah. we, right? We want the pastor to preach to us for an hour on well, and Sunday. I, think that's, I mean, as you're talking, I'm just thinking the idea is like, this is not a church led faith. This is a, your faith should have. And if it wasn't before then, it should be now strong enough to lead you no matter what happens in this world. Right. And I think that is where we hopefully were convinced during this time that the media doesn't tell you the truth. The celebrities don't tell you the truth. Your church isn't going to always be the right place. It's you got to be in the word. You got to understand what your faith is, understand who God and Christ are and what they mean to you and what they say is the truth. Yeah. And the hope is, is that you understand that well enough that no matter what else is happening around you, COVID comes again and some other crazy thing is going to happen again. That is never shaken. Right. And that your family, which I think that is where I felt like my primary focus became was my family needs to be good. They need to know who Christ is. We need to continue to understand we are never going to be safe from what the devil is trying to put in front of us and is trying to catch us with. And if we can't figure out that without the church, I think we're all going to be in trouble. Yeah. I think the church is they is they body but it's not a it is not the sole way for us to be able to I agree have that relationship. Well, yeah, I think we rely too much on the leadership 100%. of the church. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. And, f- and forget that we are the body people. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. We're being led by sinning people and in all reality their job is to try to live a life a sinless life. It is impossible. One person has done it and one person will ever be able to do it. Yeah. But to understand that concept should only put the, the burden on you to figure out who Christ is and what it means to have a relationship with him. I compare that to the idea of I know when I started network marketing 15 years ago that they would always say, look, this compensation plan, this business plan is put in such a way that if you are on a deserted island, and don't have any, you know, don't have the leadership to help you that you can still be successful. Because that was always put on because people will make the excuse of like, well, my sponsor didn't do X, Y, Z, right? Like they would always put it on that. And I think that's where the church screws up is going, look, if you're on a desert island and it's just you, the Bible and God, like you're going to be successful if you will actually read and do what he says and listen to him versus saying, well, we would really like you to serve, serve during one service and then come to another. And, you know, we need our church body to do X, Y, Z, where it's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, if you're not directing me back to the word of God on a continuous basis, you're not telling me anything. You're not helping me in my spiritual walk. Yeah. It, that's really the point of it. It's to motivate you to keep going. Yeah. That's yeah. It's the check-in. Yeah. Well, we really turned. We got heated there. Ooh. We turned this podcast around <laughs> quick. Married, marriage to parenting to Christianity or to role in the church. Talk about in Bible studies. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. I'm supposed to actually jump on a new Bible study. So, yeah, we got to get on that. I was supposed to be there Tuesday, but that was my first day at work. So, yeah. that was hard to make that work that mm-hmm. day. But, are you, how, what group is this? Uh, it's a buddy of mine that through Garrett and his buddies. Oh, that's we cool. are, they're we kiddos. Are, uh, yep. 
mm-hmm. small Good world. Enough. I went to high school with this gentleman's wife and yeah, he's having, they're going through the book of Romans right now. So, so is our small group. Our small I've group heard a is going through Romans. Small groups going through Romans right now. So it yeah. might be a common thing. No, but I love that that is how we got to here. But I, I want to know really fast as we wrap this up, what our goal is for 2024. I think after this whole episode, my goal is 100% to be in more prayer. Mm. Okay. Time. I like that. Prayer. I think good. you should too. I know. Stop <laughs> suppressing this. All right. That was a good episode. Thanks, everybody. We're all sharing. Okay. All right. I have to think about mine. So, Chris or Andrew, you're up. I can answer for you. I'm <laughs> 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 changing, Tracy. Shocker. Uh, oh, let's do that. Let's answer for ourselves and then let's answer for each other. This would be really another hour and a half. Oh, right. This right. is good. Right. 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 Um, Honey, what's your goal for me? Ladies first. <laughs> no, I don't have a goal for you. You got to do your goal. You don't, have a, you don't have a goal for me. I understand. <laughs> do your own do goal, you Andrew. Do you see my own goal? that I have the problem that I live with? My goal for 2024 is to be a better example of what a husband should be for my girls. Mm. And that, and that that's a that, there's a lot to that. That's prayer. That's purposeful in watching me read the Bible. Um, that's purposeful in how I treat them as young ladies. That's purposeful more so than and anything than how I treat my wife. For them to see a model of what a husband should be to a wife, and not accept anything less. I'm gonna need your help on that, Tori. <laughs> I'm gonna say you need some accountability. I just need her to act a little better. Um, <laughs> Make it a little easier for me, all right? Uh, Tori, can you do that? Um, God. That was really good. <laughs> can you follow that? No, just kidding, darling. That's really the goal. Is cause we, it's, it's amazing. We talked about it over the summer that we only have seven, eight summers left, yep. you know, with, the, with, with our girls. Not that when they turn 18, they magically move out because we feel like the... They probably won't ever. Even the basement. We won't say which one. Yeah. But we think um, we're going to. Well, let's we'll say one of us invited to. Um, they can figure out which one. Just kidding. Love you both equally. But no, I think that's the that's the thing is to, is to show that example of what, of, what, of what a husband should be. So I like that. I like that. I think to get to that, I think the easiest way to make sure everything else is operating the exact correct way it should be operating is I need to be in the word and praying and being more of my relationship with God needs to get stronger in 2024 because I believe that everything else in my life is operating exactly as God wants it to happen if I'm in relationship with him. So I'm treating Tracy the way I'm supposed to be treating her. I'm being vulnerable with my kids. I'm being vulnerable with Tracy. I'm showing my kids what they should be doing. And the only way that happened is that my relationship with Christ has been where it needs to be at the time. When we fail at all that stuff, my relationship sucks with Christ. You serve your wife because you know that that's what Christ desires. And I think that's that's probably in 2024 the easiest way to fix anything that's going on, anything that I would like to fix. It will kind of be all-encompassing of all of those is just be in the word and Growing my relationship with Christ. But how do you balance that with four kids <laughs> and a brand new job uh, that's uh, going to be more, maybe stressful is not the right word, but certainly I mean, more taxing than I'm the in, last. I'm in a car for 30 minutes a day. I lay in bed for probably 20 minutes before I go to bed uh, or go to sleep. I got 30 minutes in the morning when I wake up. I could actually set my alarm and wake up a little earlier than I normally wake up. 
I think we make excuses for why we don't do it. I'm definitely guilty of that, but I just think that it's so easy for us to come up with why we can't do it. But you know what? I got plenty of time to watch Netflix. I got plenty of time to look at TikTok and Instagram. And so I I don't think it's as hard as we try to make it. You're absolutely right. If you look at your iPhone and it tells you how much screen time you've had on Facebook or Instagram, you're, mm-hmm. we're all like, oh, God. yeah, you know, that we, we all see it. We do it for our kids, too. I yeah. mean, we check our kids screen time and I send them stuff all the time. I follow a bunch of like sports things. And it's like if you're if your screen time is more than your practice time for the sport that you love, then you're not doing it right. That's good. We're at that cusp now with the girls that it's like you really you got to practice just outside of practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you were really committed and you want to be good at this, you got to practice outside of practice. Yeah. I want to say that my goal for 2024 is boldness. I think. Really? You're not. Oh, crap. Edit that out, Craig. Pretty sure we already did. <laughs> This is how we got here. Boulder. Boulder. I, I don't know how she can be boulder. That's She's going to go from a B-O-L-D-E-R to a B-O-U-L-D-E-R. <laughs> wow. Good one, Andrew. Well, okay. I do. I think that people that I listen to when it comes to spiritually, like my spiritual mentors and and like who I'm listening to for politics and like, this is not the time to be quiet. That's not an option anymore. I don't want to walk away from this earth and anyone confuse me for lukewarm. Mm. And one of those things that I, I heard the pastor that I so greatly admire, Pastor Jack Hibbs say, and he goes, when God talks about how he wipes every tear from every eye when we get into heaven, he goes, there's no pain there. He's like, there's no pain in heaven. What tear is he wiping away? Is he not wiping away the tear of regret because he shows you all the opportunities and adventures he had for you, but because you didn't say yes or step into it, you missed it? I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. And so if that means that I have a 20-minute conversation with the woman in front of me at the post office, which turned into my oh, friend, yeah. and my friend yep. Farah, who was on our podcast last season. Or the amazing guy who installed your shower door that we talked to right here. All those conversations. You told him he was going to hell. I, I did. It was, yes, I didn't I, love that. I didn't mean to like that. No, but, but I, he loved it. And he, he like talked afterwards. Like, yes, it wasn't a bad thing, but I, yeah. I don't want to miss the opportunity. And I, when I see friends who, or people who I love and care for, and they have family members that are dying, how do I not say something? Like, no, mm-hmm. let's talk about Jesus. I, what kind of coffee do you drink? Let me bring you coffee. Let's talk about it. Like, I know, fine. You don't believe in God. You think I'm a lunatic. Ask me all the questions because it's not going to be me answering. It's only going to be the Holy Spirit, and it's by God's grace that I get to be here another day. We put God in a box thinking that the only way that people are going to find Him is through the church. When I totally believe that someone can plant seeds and conversations and then on their deathbed come to know Christ Mm -hmm. because He is that incredible. Like He just is. And so if all I get to do is just have conversations about why I love and jump every single time he says jump, then that's what I want. But I don't want to walk away and there not be anybody go, huh. Wouldn't that be amazing if that was the most worshipped or or most respected job in the world? Was somebody just leading people to Christ? 
Like that was the one that got all the fame and that was the one that got all the publicity. It wouldn't yeah, get, right? but in it and at the same time. But then maybe it wouldn't mean as much as it does. No. And how many times do secularists look at when pastors fail? Who's waiting for Joel Olstein? Yeah. To crack. Yep. We're waiting for Joel Osteen to fail, to have embezzlement, to have adultery, something. They're waiting for it, right? And it's because we've put these people on pedestals. Right. When, when we forget, like you said, we're going to church being led by sinners yep. and they're sinners. So we got to quit putting them on pedestals. They're just like you and I are. My also point to that is like, like just because you have a seminary degree doesn't make you a better Christian than I am. Mm -hmm. God loves me just the same. Yep. God told me in the Bible too to challenge you if I don't think you're speaking to his flock right. And that's a big step to tell your pastor and go, you continue to talk about topical things over and over again, and yet you still won't mention value them both on the ballot. Yep. How do you do that? Tell me how you can't say the word abortion from the pulpit. And I get that from Seth. And I get that from Steven Crowder and I get that from Jack Hibbs. And it's those are the things I'm done thinking things are religious or political. No, it's all biblical, period. End of story. Amen. And that's that's where I want to be. So so housewives. <laughs> you ready for 2024? I'm not. <laughs> Clearly, she's going to be bolder. I will we'll see how much I let her bring into the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And a special guest host today. <laughs> this, well, this was fun getting to know you guys. <laughs> oh, we haven't quite, quite ways raised enough bail money for Tori. So it's just going to be solo, Tracy, today. Some people like to jump and others just will hold the tether. <laughs> I'll hold it for you. <laughs> She'll pray for me. <laughs> yes, I will. Oh, okay. Boy, that's well, oh, wait, we didn't do that. Let, let's sigh at the same time. Oh. Well, gentlemen. That sounded weird. This was fun. <laughs> this was fun. This is a lovely, lovely episode. I was going to say, if you're still listening at this point. Oh. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for listening this far. We appreciate it. Chris, this should be the first one you listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Until next week, Housewives. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow, and living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook. Link in the show notes. And be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, free, and to be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.